Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club Act 22, the Rangers podcast. This week the agenda is pretty simple. We will debrief the painfully disappointing performance from Rangers on Sunday in the Cup Final and the age-old question we have asked far too many times in recent memory, what next? For those who love to leave comments to say that we are too negative all of the time, I strongly advise that you don't listen to this because this will not be fun for you if you are indeed one of those people. I am Scott Carney and joining me is everybody tonight. Ali, how's it going, mate? <laughs> not too bad. Um, it's Tuesday now, so I'm up and under there. So I was saying it's to Scotia and Ryan before I come on, Carney. I was having my dinner for the podcast and got a tap on my shoulder. <laughs> my brother in law is staying at the same hotel as me. I didn't have a oh, bloody clue. Dad, I'll see you Get him on the podcast. Dad, I'll get him on this podcast. Shout out to Dardo who does not watch this podcast. Yes. Scotia, how's it going, mate? Ah, been better. I think the only the only positive I can take in these last few days is the fact that because I don't have via play, I've not had to sit through and watch that game back because the highlights were bad enough. Uh, the highlights were bad enough. And Ryan, how's it going, mate? Yeah, okay, mate. Jason, I'm glad I get back to work today, to be honest with you. I um, sat yesterday a bit tender and just got over things in my head, so I was delighted to get back to work, mate. Um, but I'm hoping this next 45 minutes to an hour flies in. <laughs> Aye. I think it probably will. There is obviously a lot to dissect. I was saying I was 
very, very delicate yesterday. Every time I got in, I decided to have a few with my mum and my missus on Sunday evening, watched the Jake Paul fight. Not that I really remembered much of it, and then continued to drink, and I think I was told to go to bed at one point. Um, but yeah, yesterday was a bit of a struggle, and I always think to myself, we should probably do it like immediately after. Um, like do do it the following day. I couldn't have done anything yesterday. <laughs> you couldn't have paid me to do this yesterday. That is for absolute sure. Uh, but yeah, this is this is usually sometimes I look forward to it. I look forward to having a wee bit of a debrief with all of us sitting um with the podcast because it is generally like a counselling session. It really is. But even me, the the glass half full guy that I have, I always have tried to be, especially on the pod as well. I try not to go too too full negative but tonight it's uh i yes i've had a couple of days now and i've had time to think about it i've heard the reaction and i'm really not feeling much better about things i'm really not um but yeah um we will get into it i'll we'll do our best anyway we'll do our best um the agenda as i say is simple um rangers won celtic two in the via play cup final ryan i'm cut you first mate because you've not been on obviously me and um Myself, Scotia and Ali done the, the pod reaction pod after the game and we were at, at the pub sitting in a beer garden, not for my comment that I seen that we were sitting up somebody's close. I've never seen an opened roofed close in my entire life, but you know, such is life with these things. Uh, so we brought the reaction, mate. So yeah, mate, from the get go. Bill got the team selection wrong, mate. Aye, straight away. So first, let's start with the team selection. Aye, straight away. That was a, that was a. I get the fear in the 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 pub that I was in. Obviously, it was the viceroy I was in. The atmosphere completely changed. It did. You just felt a total lull. And my dad's friend phoned me. And they said that he was outside Hamden, and he was like, "Have you seen that team?" And I was like, "Aye." He's like, "That's the same midfield that started against them at Celtic Park at the beginning of the season." I was like. I've got the absolute fear. He's like, so have I. I said, I've just, the mood's completely changed. I was like, yep. I was like, let's just hope he knows what he's doing. <sighs> Mate, I don't know where to go with it. I, I don't want to go full rant on Bill because he's made a mistake. But by God, it was a huge mistake to make. I mean, the, the team selection was just, we know we've seen this show a hundred times. Every single person, if they've seen that lineup before they into hand, they would have thought, that's not the right team, but let's just hope it works. I'm fed up. Or let's hope it works. I've, we've done it with these players so many times. We're get fans are getting embarrassingly romantic with these players. They had their one-off season, and it was a one-off season. When we won fifty-five, it was a one-off. These players are failing time and time again. And John Lundstrom, we've backed him, boys, and I think we've been a bit kind on him this season. I don't know what that was he was doing on Sunday. I thought he was an embarrassment on Sunday. And I know we'll come on to individuals and we'll just want to talk about the lineup, but straight away I just had the fear. I had the fear of that lineup, mate. It just wasn't right. It wasn't. <clears throat> no, it wasn't. But we we said it ourselves when um Ali and Scotia and myself, we were seen it. We both we both we're all looking at each other going, I don't understand why we've why are we doing that? Why are we why are we going back to this? Yeah, especially with Lundstrom being out injured as well and Kamara being the Kamara that he that he tends to be at. It, 
it sucked the life out, mate. Look, Bill's going to get it tonight, but so the players. I'm not going to miss the players, trust me. We will come on to them. Um, I'm certainly not going to let anyone really away with it. And uh, to be honest, we could open up an entire different conversation where this goes higher and it goes to the board as well because... Yeah, I was trying to remain as positive as I could with things where um, even the performance levels that we have seen, they've not been great, but we're winning games, etc. So you're trying to ride that wave. You're trying to take the positivity into it. But ultimately, all my all my kind of fears were realised on Sunday um, when I realised the team selection was completely wrong. And then for what we've seen, was, it was fundamentally broken before it, was ever, before it ever started. It really was. Ali, why are we signing starters um, not to play them in the biggest game of this season? Um, baffles me, really baffles me. We've been screaming out for energy into this midfield. We get two players to come in and play in the midfield. Lundstrom's been out injured, yes. So, again, he arguably shouldn't have been there. I think to be as kind to Lundstrom as I can be, even though I agree he was absolutely terrible, it's not his fault he's getting asked to play. Um, he would have declared himself fit, I'm sure of that, yes, because you want to play football, he is that type of guy, I get that, but ultimately, it's still that's still the manager and him that's at fault for for his performance and for him starting the game. But everybody, mate, everybody, even the most basic of football knowledge tactical man like me, like myself, I knew what Kamara and Lundstrom as a midfield against Celtic would give us, and that's exactly what we got. Yeah, I was I was shocked. He talked about in January bringing players in to go straight into this first team. That's what like how we've we've talked about it all season and last season. The midfield's been crying out to get refreshed. It's stagnant. There's no, there's no pace. There's no energy. You look at Celtic's bit pains makes you look at their midfield. There's energy. There's there's a buzz about them. You look at us. We just look lethargic in the middle of the park. And I I can get to a point. Um, Cantwell not starting. Because it's to me, it was either Cantwell or, or Tillman, and we all screamed if Tillman's fit, we play Tillman. Yeah, well, come on to Tillman, probably. The one for me was Raskin. That boy brings energy. He, 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 he brings a buzz to the midfield for me, and why he didn't start beyond me. There's no way he's lethargic. I know he's played a couple of games, but he, he played against Livingston County on the plastic pitch. I thought he was the best player in the park, and we've got seven full days to prepare between Livingston. And going to Hamden, you tell me he he, he can't play that game. I, I don't agree with Beals come out and says the best two performances under him have been uh, um, against Celtic Ibrox and the uh, the Hearts game, and that's why he played the three in the middle of the park. Ah, I'm sorry, no, nah. the 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 game at Ibrox. I, I thought we played for forty minutes of that game. The game against Hearts, I think was. I think the way Hearts played against us was kind to us. Yes, we were on at that game, but this is a cup final against Celtic. You know how they play. And I was disappointed in him because I's a novice manager, but he's he's been he's coached in Brazil. He's 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 not a novice, if you know what I mean. He's supposed to be a tactician. And I, I was disappointed in him. And I think every Rangers fan were carny. And you could tell ten minutes into the game, wasn't he working? And obviously he'll come on to what what we think at half time, but I was extremely disappointed in the midfield. I really was. Yeah, Scotia, to go along with that, I know you've had your saying, please do add your say about the start of living as well. But the next point that brings me on to is tactically, again, we're getting it wrong. Again, I am a 
I am a layman's football fan. I am not a tactician. I am very basic in my knowledge of it. This hybrid eight, ten things, all brand new stuff to me. It absolutely is. But we all said, mate, that if we have any chance to, to compete with Celtic, and Celtic were not great. They weren't great. They're a good team. They are a good team. I'm not going to say that they're not because they're nine points ahead of us in the league. The league table tells you the story of the season so far. But they didn't have to be great because of the way that we decided to match up against Celtic. Why are we? Why did Bill decide not to go toe-to-toe with them? I said from the start, we all screamed it, Bill should be thinking to himself, the only thing that we can do to battle, not the only thing, but one of the major things we can do is try and upset them, upset their rhythm, don't give them time in the ball and pressure them. And we just we didn't do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to add on the starting lineup because I'm the same as everyone, and I said it on the on the post match as well. That as soon as I seen it, I was like, "No, that's wrong." Um, Lundstrom and Kamara. I didn't expect it. Worried Lundstrom or Kamara potentially could possibly start, and I did say that maybe Jack's better coming off the bench. So it wouldn't overly surprise me if it was Raskin and one of them. It really surprised me that it wasn't Raskin and one of them, and it was both of them. Um, but like you say, yeah, the tactically tactically got it wrong as well. He kind of set up almost to contain Celtic and not take the game to them. No, Ali mentioned there the Hearts game. Yeah, Hearts probably set up to attacking for that game, but we took the game right to Hearts from the get-go in that game, whereas at the weekend there, we didn't. We just looked as if we wanted to soak up all the pressure, and it was clear to see almost straight away that the three players in the middle of the park, Lundstrom, Kamara and Tillman, who I thought he was pretty poor as well, you could clearly see that he had been carrying an injury. Um, They were all just... That they were a yard, two yards off the pace of the midfield. They allowed McGregor to completely control the game from the middle of the park, sitting really deeply, not doing anything to kind of nullify him. And look, it was just, it was so frustrating because when I gave my starting lineup on Thursday, I was like, no, I feel fairly confident with that team. A wee bit of energy we're asking in there, you know, new player wants to impress, cup final, things like this. And it goes to Lundstrom and Kamara, and you kind of knew what you were going to get and that's precisely what we did get it's, we've seen it too many times before it took them until after half time the game at Ibrox to really I mean I thought they started putting a bit better that game at Ibrox prior to half time but it was the half time team talk that g'd them up and, and they went on and won or went on and played well that second half but no, I was just so frustratingly poor and I mean I don't want to jump too far ahead, but the, my main concern, the lineup was really bad, but it was what happened at the sort of start of the second half and things, which, which is my real bugbear with what happened in that. So I won't delve too much into that at the moment. We will definitely come, come to that. <clears throat> Ryan, the first goal is a goal that I have seen Rangers concede about 150 million times, mate. Um, it is... And no defender, no defender covers himself in any glory here. Moy in the middle of the park has got as much time as he likes, genuinely as much time as he likes. He could sit down on the ball and think about it for another couple of seconds before a player was anywhere anywhere near him. Lundstrom was that slow, he might as as well have turned around and ran the other way. Kamara is no man's land, he's not anywhere near him. His, again, his lacklustre, passive, pathetic tracking back that we're consistently seeing from Glenn Kamara. I... It's it's beyond frustrating for me. I just don't understand why the guys continuing to get a game. Um, I heard that at one of the comments on Hank uh, David Edgar said that in heart and hands you get one of maybe ten games out of Kamara, and he's probably right. That's the stats probably not far off it because 
I don't think Glenn Kamara wants to be here, and I've said that for a while. I, I don't think Glenn Kamara's. I think he knows that his time is is coming to an end. But then James Tavernier is miles out of position, nowhere near the fastest guy in the pitch. Connor Goldson has got himself caught out as well. The ball comes across. Davis has no idea where Kyogo is. Literally not got a clue. Kyogo can see his number on the back of his jersey. I always get told from a very young age, if the striker can see your number, then you're in bother. And the only one genuinely, mate, I'm not coming to you and I'm not, this isn't a, I'm not even trying to have a joke. Barisic is the only guy that I think was doing what he's meant to be doing because he was tracking Jota. He was the only one that done it. Barisic couldn't have done anything else than what he'd already done. But this goal, mate, how many times are we going to need to see it? I don't know what exact number you said there. It was something like 150 million. I think that was just goals against Celtic, mate, because that's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, teams target us, specifically Celtic, down that side. And the target is because James Tavney is a poor defender, and I'm going to say it, extremely yes. poor defender. Now, I understand the argument against that because we can do a podcast on this, that he's not a good defender, but what you get attacking-wise, so I get that. But let's focus on him being a bad defender, if you are playing with him and that is your tactic to play a right wing back, you need to compensate that. You need to put someone in there who's going to help him. And I've always said, I think Ryan Jack's the best player at the club to do that. He seems to know how Tav goes. He seems to know how high he goes. He drops when Tav goes high and he's the best player to do it. John Lundstrom's, again, I'm going for him. I'm going for him. His effort to get back is someone who can't run his body is clearly telling him you can't, but he can't empty the tank to get back. And yeah, he probably wouldn't have caught. Uh, who is it that puts the ball in? I can't remember. Is it Taylor? Can't remember. It was Maeda, I think. Is it Maeda? No, Maeda. Is it Maeda? No, it wasn't. Was it not? Was it Taylor? It was Maeda, no. No, it, it must have been because I think Maeda had a chance to score. Before he kind of fluffed it before it kind of he slipped. Past it. It, it was. I think it was Taylor oh, and Maeda swiped. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, well, Taylor. So. He's probably not going to get to him anyway, but it's the look. He, he gives us a wee look as if I'm the one that has to go here and he doesn't run. And that that's 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 where we're at. If we don't change the fullbacks, as in Barisic and Tavernier, and, and I'm going to say it, get rid of them, this is going to happen time and time again against Celtic. It's, it's, it's been happening for years. Or we buy midfielders who can drop in and support and are fit and have engines and can go box to box and can cover the wing back, eh, can cover the wing backs when they are attacking. If we don't, this will happen again and again. It'll happen another twice a season at least, because we will play them at least twice a season again. And they target it. And you've seen that's why Postacoglu take your hat off to him. My jail's point strip for me, whatever you want to say. He put Hitati on the left hand side of that his midfield to play balls to Maida. Now it didn't really work at first. But that's why he put him there, because he's the cleverest midfielder they've got. And I didn't expect him to start there. He started there to start feeding balls to Maida, and we're targeted down there. Now, that's where I thought, Bill, I know we're going to come on to it. Surely I'm a resource planner, I'm an idiot in an office. I can see that. You can see that from the stand. My dad can see it. Everyone can see it. Why did he not change it at half-time, mate? I don't know, mate. Honestly, I don't know. Um, Ali, just before we do come to that, Rangers have conceded first 23 times this calendar year. 23 times. That is terrible stats for 
Aberdeen is terrible stats for everyone. Every team would be properly concerned that we are conceding goals like this. And I think a big worry now is what's been shown up with, even with that stat, is it's not just been this manager. This has been before that this is happening. This is something that runs throughout this team. I, I, I'm almost baffled by Rangers' almost desire that we have to let ourselves get down in a game or something to go against us in a game before we'll decide to even try and fix something or try and play football. Again, as I say, I, I, I'm I'm trying my hardest not to go pure kind of full negative with it, but this has all been building up, I think, within me. And now after Sunday, I was like, I can't sit now and defend these players. I'm getting to the point where I'm going, ah, what, what argument, what credibility am I going to be able to have if I sit here and try and defend? But we're all blatantly seen with our own eyes. And then I say, as Ryan says, mate, we go into the um, we go into the second half at half time. Every single person that's waiting, that's of a blue persuasion, and I would say even some that are a green persuasion, thought he'll make changes at half time to get that midfield out and bring in the new boys. And we came out with exactly the same team, mate. That, as Scotia said, mate, is probably a bigger worry than the initial team selection. Sorry, there was a lot in there, mate. I do apologise. <laughs> me, me, me and Scotia and everyone in Hamden could see after 10 minutes, does it take half time that it wasn't working? Um, and at half time, me and Scotia looking at the, the the boys in the park warming up and we're thinking, right, is he bringing a couple of guys on? I don't, I don't, Raskin wasn't there. Then Raskin appeared and then they came out and we all turned to each other in the stands, and I bet you did, Carney, where you were where you were sitting as well. And it's like, well, what's going on here? We, if a blind man could see that we needed to change the midfield. Um, I said it was it was Raskin and Jack for me to bring on for Kamara and Lundstrom. That that was the obvious ones for me to bring on straight away. Nothing. It's and again, it's it's, it's down to Beal again. I, I don't I don't want to bash Beal because he needs to bring his own team in, but. He's brought two players in, two good players, and he's only started one of them. And he surely he can see that first half is not going for us at all. And I honestly think that he thought, we'll get them in at half time. Because how many times have we seen this season, the first half, we do not turn up. They go in at half time, they get a wee kick up the arse, and they come out and do something. I honestly think he thought that. I'll get them in at half time, say what he says to them, and we'll get a reaction. <sighs> There was no reaction. I honestly think a lot of these players shit the bed when it comes to big occasions, especially against them on the other side of the city. I don't think they've got it. You look at the trophy hall from us, it's pathetic. We've grown up in the nine, nine row years where it's, we're building trophies each season. They can't live in this 55. That's years ago. That's a couple of years ago now. We need to, we need to win trophies. Um, and unfortunately, it's on the players. We need to move these players on. They are, I think Ryan's probably said a lot of them are serial losers, whatever it is. They're, they're, they're just not up to it. And they've, they've failed us so many times. And to me, that was the that was the game on Sunday that the light bulb, not light bulb moment, but I was like, nah, that enough's enough now. We need to move these players on now. And surely Beale can see it. And for him not to change it at half time, Carney, it was criminal. And we know what happened and it killed the game. It was, it was game over. Yeah, I think this is becoming 
a line in the sand moment for a lot of supporters now, where I think we've all went, nah, that right, we can't yeah. continue to do the same thing and expect a different result. That's it's it's not going to work. There is too many now that are that are not mentally there, not mentally ready for it, and we'll come on to them as a whole. Um, Scotia, the half time thing. Uh, no change made. Ali said he expected two. I think there's an argument made for three because you did mention Tillman. Now, Tillman fit or not, I don't know. He was playing, so you've got to base it on that, the fact that he was fit enough to play. And I am, again, going to sound like a hypocrite here because I like Tillman. I like what he's doing. I like the potential that the boy has. But that's another game against Celtic, mate, where he did he literally had zero effect on that game. Not helped by the way that we decided to tactically play the game because every time we got the ball, we decided, oh, first thing we should do is just try and boot it towards Sakala and hope something sticks so I get that it wasn't really the game <clears throat> for Tillman to shine but even at that I still think he was having that little of an effect I I, I said at half time I would change the three of them now I was I'm more in Raleigh's camp there that at least it would be at least two coming on and it would be the Lundstrom and Kamara one because it's stuff like that it's difficult to judge is Tillman playing poorly because the two behind him are playing really poorly, like are they dragging each other down, would different players there make a wee bit of difference to him, I think it maybe would but obviously that's something that we can only kind of speculate on, but he was he was pretty poor, he was poor for the first goal poor for the second goal as well to be honest but yeah, like Ali said there, Raskin wasn't out training with the rest of them at first, so I was like oh that's good, Raskin's going to come on and then all, all of a sudden you just see him coming out the tunnel, onto the pitch and he's, he's not even, you know, you can clearly see that he's not, um not dressed as if he was going to be coming on. So that was a disappointment. And then as well, in 50 minutes, John Lindstrom gets that stupid, stupid booking. Petulant wee foul. No need to foul him. Gets booked. Completely nullifies him there. Um, and then, obviously, you'll come to their goal. But it was it was a lengthy time then it took um, Beal to make the substitutions for me as well. I think it was the 66th minute they came on. And if I've not, as I say, I've not watched the game back, but if I remember correctly, I think all our three players were getting ready to come on before Celtic had done, done anything. And then by the time our players came on, had come on, Celtic, Celtic had already went and made two subs in the middle of the park to kind of almost match up for what was going to happen. I think it took them far too long to make make those subs. Sixty six minutes. It should have been done. Let's be honest. It should have been done at zero minutes. But um, uh, not pleasing. Yeah. No, Ryan, as well, yeah, I can't disagree. I mean, I really can't. It, the, the the length of time it's took Bill to make these subs is, is criminal. It really is criminal because we were just watching... We were watching what we all expected when we seen the starting 11 come out. And at half-time, mate, I'm presuming you're the same. You would have thought, give me your three changes. Oh, something had to change. Some there had to be substitutions. Everybody around me was saying the exact same thing. So it wasn't. It wasn't just me and my Rangers da hat on. Something had to change because you knew. You knew if they scored next, it was game over. So, so we, we had to change it. It wasn't working for us. I won't lie to you, mate. It's a red flag for me. Um, yes, you can get things wrong in terms of the selection. That happens to every single manager. The greats, Walter Smith, a lot. Bill's got a lot of work to do to get that kind of credit, but you know what I'm trying to say? People make mistakes in all forms of life, and Bill's made a mistake with his lineup. I can't, I can't justify him not changing that half time, mate. I don't know where he's thinking is there. You can clearly see it's not working for us, and it's working for them, and that's why you have to make that's a substitute. The substitute bench is for it's to make changes, 
and it, it, it blew my mind, mate. It's not the only red flag for me, Bill. And he deserves a lot of criticism, as do the players, but a lot of criticism. I get that you can only drive the car that you're giving keys to, but he's not driven it very well lately. And something needs to change. I would have liked to have seen, well, I didn't actually watch his reaction, but I would have liked to have heard a different reaction to maybe him putting his hands up and saying that he got the selection wrong instead of kind of blaming the team a wee bit because... A lot of that was on him on Saturday, eh, Sunday, sorry. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Um, I agree. I think there should have been. I mean, he's not going to come out and go full on. I made that. That's the way he did at one point say it's on me. Because, but again, it's all nothing that they say after a game. I really want to hear. To be honest, I literally don't want to hear it. Like the to the apology to the fans, not that I hate that. I can't stand oh. it. Don't stand there and apologise to me. Like I'd it, it does my head in. Same. I'd I would rather they didn't. I really do, but then it's just another bat for people to pick up and beat them over the head with, I suppose. So that's why they do it. But I, I can't stand it when they do it. I just, I don't see the benefit in it. Um, Ali, we do go to an L down. Um, no point in talking about the second goal because if you want to hear about the second goal, go back and listen to what I said about the first goal because it's exactly the same goal. And then we see the changes, uh, and immediately, immediately, Raskin gets the ball and misses out passing to Tavernier and goes straight to Sakala. And every single Rangers fan in the place went, "Yes, that's what we've been waiting for." Bill, Bill has made. He said that he's the worst day his office he's probably ever had. I'm not going to lie, but he's he's put unnecessary not pressure. Pressure's the wrong word. He's. He's made fans doubt him slightly, lose a wee bit of trust in what he's maybe trying to build for simple decisions that every Rangers fan could see that all you have to do is make this change. And he just fundamentally he didn't. I, I, obviously, we're never going to know, but I'm it's still I'm baffled at why we've seen Raskin come on. That first pass he played, I thought, honestly, what, <laughs> why is he not been on this pitch? Oh, we when Raskin made his debut for Rangers at Ibrox, <clears throat> he, he got the ball up and drove the ball and everyone round about his Ibrox went, Christ, this is exactly what we've been looking for for years. He reminds me of a Barry Ferguson type. Gets a ball and drives with it. Forward passes as well. How he didn't... I know we're harking back to it again, but how he didn't start beyond me. He comes on and shows everyone exactly what that middle of the park's missing. Energy. I, I don't know how many times I said to Scotia during that game, we met, there's no energy in that midfield, no energy and I hate going back to their team, they've got a lot of energy the way they move about, they do um, and I, I, I it baffles me it baffles me because I always thought Beal has been quite a a brave manager, I thought he would go toe to toe and he kind of shat it on Sunday Beal I think, but what he played that team and he can come out and say aye they played well against Hearts and Celtic, whatever it was and that's why they played but you, you, can't, you, these... can't, you can't you can't pick a team based on the performance against no, Hearts, you just can't No you can't, and and you know what you're getting against Celtic, everyone from Celtic play we, we know how they play, it's not a secret or anything and you've got a boy in Raskin who oh, I honestly think he's going to be brilliant for us going forward, he really is and he was, we were crying out for him, absolutely crying out for him in the middle of the park. And you've seen the difference he made when he came on. But the game is done by then, let's be honest about it. It was done. Um, also, I thought Ryan Jack made a difference too. I really did. Um, we'll come on to going forward where that Rangers midfield is going to be, but I don't think it'll be that far from what we've seen at the end of that game, to be honest, for the rest of the season. But it's um, 
it's disappointing because I really did think Bill was a more positive, more positive a manager. And I just thought once again he's shown them too much respect. And we said on the in the preview of this game, if you stand off Celtic or try and contain them, they will beat us. And that's what happens. And we are not managers. No, we're not. <laughs> not even close to being managers, mate. Not even close to it. I know. Rubbish podcasters. <laughs> yeah, negative podcasters. Yeah. Um, Scotia. Fashion Sakala, before I come on to the next thing. Now, egg on face, whatever you want to, to use with this one because he has to score. He just has to score. I'm sorry. I mean, at first when I seen it back, I thought, oh, I might have been unlucky, but due to the angle I was sitting in uh, when I seen it initially, seeing it back, he has to score. He really does have to score. And it doesn't look good on him, the fact that we've seen... We've seen good bits of Sakala, yes. We've seen horribly bad bits of Sakala. I'm now at the point where, point now with him, where I'm going, you're not good enough to play for this team. And I think there's a not as there's a number of them now that I think you're not good enough to play for this team. So okay, he's making jokes and having a laugh and saying he's got a good song and this and all that. But at the end of the day, the fundamental problem is he isn't good enough. He isn't good enough. And the hot and cold performances, we can't, we can't. We can't possibly build for the future with that. No, I mean, yes, he's good. I think he's good enough to be a squad player for Rangers, but it's, it's still an issue that we've got in that that sort of right hand side of the attack, and we've not managed to kind of identify this in almost four or rectify it. Sorry, in four or five years. Um, yeah, I mean, I've watched that that back, and it's kind of exactly how I seen it at the game because we we had quite a decent decent view of it. I mean, Kent's. Kent's shot was a bit a bit tame from Kent, but that's kind of what you get from Kent. Unlucky that it hits the post, falls back out. And Sakala, he needs to take the shot on because I did think it at the time and watching it back, I kind of confirmed that, that if he'd passed it to Morelos, I think Morelos was going to be offside. So um, he had to take the shot on. But how he's missed it, it's, it's so frustrating because the goal is not really a really tight angle. It's He's still got a decent amount of area to hit. Um, he should really do far better. And it's... Oh, it, was, it was shocking to be honest, and just it summed his day up really. I mean, he done wee bits and pieces that were okay, but that was it. It was okay. Um, no, he should be doing an awful lot better with that. And I know Beals come out and Kenny said, "Oh, if Sakala scores, it changes that." But no, I think we. I looked at it. We only had two shots on target that whole game. Two shots on target, um, and obviously, clearly that one wasn't. Um, we just we weren't good enough in front of goal because yeah, two shots on target's terrible. I think we had four or five off target, so it wasn't a great day at the office um, for the... Because after the game, I didn't think the strikers, the forward players played overly badly. didn't think the defenders played overly badly. Watching it back, I'm a wee bit more... Um, I think they did. Not terribly as bad as the midfield, but I don't think anyone really had a, an, a good game. No, I would agree, mate. Again, but it's not helped by... What Bills decided to do tactically, I don't think it's they were not playing to the strength of their own team and were worrying too much about the opposition. Um, fundamentally, you were going to the result was inevitable if you decided to do that. Which we said it. Do you know what I mean? We said it that you, you're you're not going to be able to do that. Ryan, eh, I do feel like I keep kind of skipping past. You're not got a, a good chance to have a go at the players, mate. We'll come back to the players, I promise. Morello scores, mate, makes it two one. 
looks like we're starting to build a wee bit of momentum. Morelos has woke up clearly was up for it, his celebration, he was trying his best to get everybody in that stand going for it and Bill makes the brave decision the brave decision? No, the ludicrous decision of taking Alfredo Morelos off and putting Cholak on I, again another one mate where I'm going I, do you want to win this game? I, I don't understand how you think Cholak is going to be the one that wins it for us because I just thought it was baffling, both of them on the park at the same time, yeah change things a wee bit, give Celtic something to think about, anything anything more than just we'll take off Alfredo and put Jolak on because from that moment on we didn't even look like scoring. This was a strange one for me. Well, a lot of things that Michael Bill did on Sunday was strange, but this is an ex- especially especially strange because I don't know about you guys, but I can there's, a, there's red flags with me with Bill because I feel as if he's backing players that he's worked with before. We know they've let us down. Blah blah blah. But Cholak, for me, I like him. However, I, th- I get the impression that Michael Beale doesn't fancy him. I've never thought since Beale come in, yeah, Beale likes Cholak. You can tell Morelos is his boy. He picks Morelos most games since, he, since um, he's, he's come back, since he's got the manager's job. So for me, I didn't even think of Cholak. I didn't even think of him. And then when I saw, I saw him coming on for Morelos, I was just, it, was, it confused me. And I thought, is, is Morelos injured? Or is, he, is something happened that I've not seen? That that baffled me, that decision, mate. I don't, especially Morelos, as you say, he's up for it. It shouldn't take a goal for him to get up for it or anyone else in that team. But, yeah, he had the fire in the belly. And it was just a strange decision again. One that I'll, I'll call him out for, I think he got that wrong as well. Bring Cholak on as well as someone, as well as Morelos, but not take Morelos off. I found that a weird one. Yeah. A bonkers decision, Ali, at this point, I think. Um, and we just we faded out to nothing in that in that second half. It just it just did not work. And you have to just put it down as Bill he's got that wrong as well. Another mistake by him. At least say Morelos scores a goal against Celtic. First time he scored a goal against Celtic with fans in the stadium. No, that's what it is. Um, and you could see what it meant to me. He's a confidence not a confidence player, Morelos, but you know when he gets a goal like that, he'd be buzzing. He's still got whatever time left it was to, to get a second goal. And we were in the, the ascendancy as well. And then you bring Cholak on. and pff, Cholak had a right good purple patch at the beginning of the season, right? And then he got injured. And since he's came back and he's been thrown on in some games, it just it doesn't work for him. I think you need to start Cholak for the start, not bring him on, because he's never really impacted a game when he's come on. And when he came on, it completely nullified us. Celtic backline must have thought, oh yeah, dancer, Christmas is all at once here because at least Morelos kind of occupies him with his movement and stuff. Cholak to me is more static. Apparently box striker, you need to give him, you need to give him um, the service, but when he come on, nah. It's another it's another blunder by Beal for me and again, I knew we weren't scoring when he was in the park. Yeah, Scotia, it's baffling as well for me because when Celtic went 2-0 up, all Celtic had to do was set themselves up, sit in, survive, not even survive, just contain us and 
to take off Alfredo Morelos when Celtic are clearly playing like that and bring on Cholak and not have both of them on at the same time to try and occupy defenders and like that staff out for them I don't think he's particularly good I think he does not like playing on the left hand side of the defence Ryan I even remember having a conversation with you when I met you later on that night we were having that conversation there was nobody to go at him we just constantly let him have the ball and a few times he got the ball and he didn't really know what he was meant to be doing with it but yeah, for, for Bill to take off Morelos, mate, and yeah, to put on Trolak when Celtic were just sitting in to try and contain us and they would smash us on the break if they could, it's just a, a baffling decision. Yeah, no, for me, this one was one you take Sakal off and you bring you bring Trolak on. But I tend to agree with Ali in terms of, I don't, Trolak's one of these players that he, he's no a sub. He can't come off the bench and, and impact a game or affect the game. At least there's no evidence does it suggest that he can? I mean, Beals come out and he said pretty quickly on that, um, oh, well, I'll maybe try and get Morelos and Jolak playing together at times. And now I've not looked into it, but I imagine they've played together for all of about five minutes during the game while not one yeah. makes one sub and then Morelos eventually gets taken off a, a wee bit after that. Um, I thought it was screaming out for that because you mentioned there Taylor, not Taylor, sorry, Starfelt, um, being a wee bit shaky on the ball as well. I thought Joe Hart, as well, if you put some pressure on him, it looked like he was having a wee bit of a, mm-hmm. off day, and we didn't even do anything to him. So you keep Morelos on to give you that driving aggression. It's what's more perplexing with Morelos coming off as well is it's not as if he was sitting on a booking or anything. He hadn't really mm-hmm. done any nasty fouls or any niggly fouls for that matter. In fact, during the game, um, so to take him off just after he'd scored, um, it was a strange one for me. You want to keep your goal scorers on the pitch and. You feel more confident with Morelos certainly than you would with Sakala after Sakala had missed that, you know, that sitter um, earlier. It was a, it was another strange decision by Bill, like Ryan says, and um, I think it kind of sums up his decision making on the day, uh, Michael Bill. I think if you keep Morelos on and you bring Trolak on, I think you give the crowd a lift because everybody would go right. We're going to go for this here. We're, we're actually going to we're going to go. One for a better term, we're going to go buzz out, we're just going to go and we'll see what happens, try and force extra time. Because even when we scored, the, the Celtic end was quiet. They, I think they went, oh, hang on a minute, this isn't in the script. And you could feel the <clears throat> the pressure almost going on top of them and we felt like we had momentum and I just think the Morelos change just killed it immediately. Just, and it really just, just knocked us back. Ryan. Carney, see where they go. Sorry, just kind of yes, in just before. See where they go. You're saying the Celtic end were quiet there. I mean, I obviously celebrated it, but I didn't celebrate our goal as vigorously as I've celebrated other goals before. Because no. I think even at that point, there was a sense of inevitability that it wasn't going to be enough. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right, mate. I was the same. It was a weird goal as well, the way it went in. It wasn't like I didn't yeah. like bust the back of the net or anything like that. Like So it was a strange goal in, but everybody was like, right. Because I, when it went 2-0, I turned around to my dad and I went, well, that's that. I was like, we can, we can go home now if you like, because we're not going to win this game. Um, but yeah, no, you're spot on, mate. No, you are, you are right. It was a, a strange goal. Um, and even when you've seen it back on the highlights and stuff as well, you get a lot of the... It's a good goal by Morelos. He does well. It is a good goal. He did really well. It's a really good goal by Morelos. It is. Um, again, Bill takes him off. Hmm, strange. Um, Ryan, the players, mate. Um, we have a team that are now used to losing to Celtic. We have a team that are used to dealing with this disappointment of not winning big games. I can't defend them anymore. I literally can't. Um, this goes from the through throughout all of them. Um, Tavernier, you you could go through the whole team. 
Tavernier Goldson. Um, I don't think Goldson was particularly poor, but again, he's still part of this this leadership team that we're getting told to believe that we need to see. Ultimately, the less leader, leadership team now is used to this feeling. They're used to we get to big games and it doesn't happen for us. The yeah, this the, the result, the performance, the manner of the performance and the manner of the defeat on Sunday has now just opened up all the criticism to be put onto the players as well as Bill. Um and I can't defend um the players anymore. This is this is mentality as well as ability, probably that we are that we are lacking in. Yeah, and we've spoke about it. The last big game we lost, we go around this circle three, four times a season, mate. We get to finals, we get to semi-finals, we can't go over the line, we get to the game where we need to win to stay in the league. We can't, the league goes. We have been round here so many times with these players and those managers, a new manager comes in, he gets a run together, something positive happens, whether it's Europe getting to European final or this happens regularly with these players, with this core of players that Gerard built and they did do the 55, but it's gone, it's done, it's history, it's over. They are failures now. They That is long gone, that 55. And this is where I'll touch back on that some fans, a lot of fans, need to let this romantic side go. They are closing in on our, uh, the amount of trophies we've won, seriously closing in in terms of this time next year. And we need to put that to bed quickly. And if we stick by these players, and this is why I had my reservations about Bill, and Bill might still be a great manager for Rangers. Please, I hope this doesn't come across that I'm saying Bill out because I'm not like that. I'm not stupid. Michael Bill could work. But what I did say was when Bill came in, he needs to get rid of the players who have failed the previous manager because that wasn't all on Gio. He wasn't the sole problem why we lost that league title. These players failed to turn up in first half of games. They failed to show desire. They failed to have the mentality to win these big games. I don't know what the reason is because they've won big games before in Europe, but there's something domestically, whether it's Scottish or Celtic, or a lack of desire to be here. The likes of Glenn Kamara, I think, doesn't want to be here. But there is a mixture of that throughout that team, and that team needs to be broken up in the summer. Or we will go around this merry-go-round again, mate. It will come again where whether it's a Scottish Cup final or a Scottish Cup semi-final or when the league starts again next year and we're chasing the league, it will go round again, mate, because these players can play with pressure off. We've seen it a hundred times. They can do it when the pressure's off. When the pressure's on, they crumble. 99 times out of 100, they crumble, mate. And it, Bill needs to recognise that or he'll be the next one to go. Yeah, Ali. It's the, the question now of is it a rebuild or is it a revamp or is it a combination of both possibly? Ultimately, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, agree with Ryan here. And as I say, a, a Rangers Daz thing coming out here, but the, the leadership team that we're getting led to believe is within the squad isn't leading the team anymore. We're not seeing it. We're, we're, we're getting to these games that, let's not be coy, but it's, it's the games that matter. Because see the, the league form and the winning the games, it doesn't really matter because Celtic aren't dropping points. So we're just maintaining the gap of what it is. So it doesn't really matter because we've all conceded the league pretty much, I don't know, months ago, they'd be pretty much conceded the league. But ultimately, Ryan's right. We, we have to now 
we have to move some of these people on. And look, I've been I've been sentimental about these players. We've had conversations where I'm like, oh no, yeah, I want to keep them. I want to keep them because of what they've done for me before. But they're not doing anything for me right now. And ultimately, these players could cost Bill his job, so he's going to have to. Yeah, we've said it for ages, but we're kind of fortunate in a way that there's there's ten out of contract in the summer, and there's a few of them. Your Arfields, your Davises, McGregor's, great servants, but they'll go. We need other guys off the books. Um, we, we, we can't get rid of everyone. You can't do that. We just can't get rid of everyone. Staffy scratch again. It's not as easy as that. There will be a, a core few players that I think will stay there. Your Goldsons, etc. That will be there. Davies. I think they'll. I think they're a decent partnership. Davies and Goldson. Um, it's a middle of the park forward for me. The fullbacks, which Ryan's addressed as well, we need to look at too. So it's a big job for them, but they just continually fail us. These 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 players, unfortunately. You look the last four trophies since we won the league. Celtic have won three of them. We've won one, which was the Scottish Cup against Hearts. Yeah, yeah, we put Celtic out in the semi, which which was good. But they unfurled that banner, Carney, at the end of the end of the end of the game, and it said something like. 22 trophies in 10, 11 years. It kind of sums up. I know we were down in the lower leagues and stuff when they, they did gobble a lot of trebles when we were down there, but unfortunately, they have a team full of winners and they have the mentality to win. We don't, unfortunately. It pains me to say it because I've grown up with a Rangers team that, that demand to win, demand trophies. And um, I just think some of these players, Carney, when we won the league back... A couple of years ago went, oh, that's us done a job now. But that's not you. Do. You need to continually kick on with Rangers. It's all about trophies. Um, and we need to park that. We really need to park it now. But, yeah, it's a refresh for me in the summer, Carney. Um, and unfortunately, it might take us another year or so to, to, to build on top of that. It, it might not be success straight away. But um, if I can see improvement, I'll stick with you. And I'm not saying anything that you should go or anything, but... You need to judge him in the summer when he brings his own players in. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely not saying Bill should go either. Um, no, I'm no, I'm not at that stage at all. And that it's closer. There's going to be a there is going to be big changes in the summer, and there has to be for the sake of our future. Um, as a team, there there has to be. We can't be sentimental anymore. It has to be. It will be helped with the fact that a lot of people are coming to the end of a con- end of their contract. Uh, and I can't believe it. We're forty seven minutes into a podcast, we've still not mentioned that Kamar Roof didn't even make the bench. But I suppose that's a whole other podcast in itself. Um, so, but no, Scotia, like <clears throat> it's going to. Bill's going to need to be really brave here. My only concern me is, I'm not sure fans are. I don't know if we're generous enough as a full support to allow him the time that he's going to probably need because we are desperate for this success. And this feeling that we all have now talking about this, people that are watching this, um, Rangers fans that are watching this, they they are the same. We are we're at the point now we've been starved for, for so long, uh, for so long, and ultimately we can see the standards that we keep getting this word thrown at as we can see the standards slipping. But it's a, it's a big job he's got in his hands here. Yeah, as you could say, it's been a big job since the season after 55 season. And I think Gerard needs to take a wee bit of the blame here that he wanted to keep everyone. There were some mm-hmm. players that should have got moved on. The team should have started getting refreshed at that point. It wasn't really. I think we brought Lundstrom in a free that season. Who else was brought in? Bakuna. 
Sakala. <laughs> a few others, but you get you can Sakala. Remember him? Remember him? Those were the heady days. Um, nah, and then you could maybe say that we this summer we kind of looked as if we had started to address that. But one of the big talking points, and again, this is another pod in itself, is the summer signings. Only Davies started. All the rest are on the on the uh, injury table, aren't they? Um, which is an issue because. I've seen people say that you want you want you five, six, seven players brought in to refresh this team. For me, that's too many players to bring in in one transfer window to refresh a team. That screams to me that something's major went majorly wrong in the last few windows, which I think we can see evidence that that's the case. I think you should be doing three, maybe four maximum every summer, Kenny, to refresh it. Maybe someone in in January if you identify something. But it's a big job in its hands. I think out of all the players out of contract. I imagine Jack and one of Kent and Alfie probably Kent. Imagine they'll be the only two that will maybe hang around. The rest will go, but I think we certainly need a goalie. We certainly need another midfielder. For me, we right need back. another midfielder of striker. Uh, right back, we've got Divine and Divine's there as back as backup. I don't. Know we need we someone. Either. We need someone to keep Tav on his toes. We need someone for for Tavnir to try and pull his socks up. But we can't continue on like this. Yeah, <clears throat> potentially, he's maybe not getting that from Divine then. But um, he's Divine's been fine when he's come on. But again, he's been yeah, playing he in games that maybe are they're maybe not games with huge amounts of meaning behind them. But no, it's we do certainly need to start improving in that area because it's it's been poor. And I think Ryan had mentioned something earlier about getting worried about Celtic. I think there are now three trophies behind overhauling us in terms of most domestic trophies won in Scotland, which I honestly didn't see happening in my lifetime. And all of a sudden, I think they're three behind in terms of league titles as well. So potentially be two, more than likely be two by the end of this season. So it's getting slightly worrying. Um, and we need, really need to pull our finger out and um, you know start showing a wee bit more winning mentality because it's happened too often. And like I say, this is it's something that should have been addressed far sooner than it has been and we've let it get to this stage. I think even after the 55 season, we all thought, right, a few additions, we can go on and win that again because Celtic looked as if they were in trouble. Foster Coglo comes in and he identifies where they need to improve and they have improved straight away. And as well, you notice as well, they've got play- the turnover of their players seems to be an awful lot better than ours at the moment as well. We're getting players in, selling them and bringing players in that can can match them. We're, we've not done that yet. And, um, you know, you like you say, it could potentially take another season for that to, to materialise. Yeah, Ryan, final thoughts to you, mate, on the, the rebuild job that Bill seems to have on his hands now. Seriously, there needs to, there needs to be a huge swing in, in terms of quality that we bring in. I think investment needs to be there. I worry that if we don't invest in quality signs, I know money doesn't buy everything. We've seen money wasted on both sides of the old firm. I think if you look, there's a list on social media today, I don't know if it's true, and it's Hadji, Camberry, McLaughlin, Bassey, Balligan, Itten, Roof, Zungu, Wright, Simpson, Offerbaugh, Lundstrom, Sakala, Bakuna, Sands, Suter, Diallo, Ramsey, Cholak, Lawrence, Matondo, Tillman and Raskin. That's all under Ross Wilson. Those are the signs under Ross Wilson. It's probably a 25-30% success rate there, I would say, in that list. Somebody will probably put in the comments. That needs to change. That success rate needs to change dramatically, and I think it needs to be investment. May I worry that that we are not we're trying to do this the cheap way, and this is why I worry that Beal has been brought in to try and get a tune out of these players who have done it before. 
and the board are hoping, you know what, you'll maybe get Kamara, you'll maybe talk him round, talk Ralphie, Alfie round, you'll get the best tune out of him. You were good with him a couple of years ago. If he doesn't get this working and we aren't, that board aren't ready to invest, they will overtake us. Can't really see any other way around that. Uh, and on that note, gentlemen, um, we will leave it there for, for this evening. Um, never really an, a, a good one to come on and do, but it's always important that we remain true to the way that we feel about things right now. And uh, I think we were riding the, the bill chain and we all still certainly are on it. Don't get me wrong, but ultimately we can see tr- troubled water, a troubled water in front of us and, Rangers are really going to need to do things properly here, uh, and the the talk about Ross Wilson as well, um, that that list that you were saying as well, Ryan. That's again another podcast in itself because our success rate has to be better now. It has to be. We have to get the right players in. Um, no more of taking risks on people that are made out of paper mache, uh, Kamal Roof and Philip Hollander, for example. Um, but yeah, for tonight, Ali. Um, thanks very much for that, mate. No problem. We don't like coming on here all the time and being, if you want to say that folks say we're negative, but we're, just, we're saying what we see. I think I've listened to a lot of other Rangers podcasts this week, come all the way up to Inverness today. We're all off the same hymn sheet this week. Um, certainly not good enough, but we roll on to Saturday, Carney. Um, and we need to get behind them on Saturday again, because I think they'll be down. I think the fans will be a bit down Saturday, so we need to get behind them on Saturday. and uh, We need to put our run of wins together going forward. The Scottish Cup is all we've got left to play for. And that's major for us. Definitely. Scotia, thanks, mate. Ah, cheers. Apologies, everyone. That wasn't a fun one to do. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, like you mentioned at the top there, they usually you feel a wee bit good and refreshed after them and you know get everything off your chest. But no, it's still a sore one, and I think it's going to be a sore one for the, the next few days at least anyway. I think I could sit here for another two hours, mate, and I still wouldn't have everything I need to get off my chest, honestly. I think it could go on and on. Uh, Ryan, thanks very much, man. Cheers, boys. I should have said, geez, I haven't spoken to him about the game since I've seen you on Sunday night, so I should probably have warned you about that. Um, <laughs> listen, this is, I'll always be the same until you tell me otherwise to do so, but I'll always say it how I see it, and I'm desperate. The only reason I'm the way I am is I'm desperate for Rangers to be successful. We all are, mate, and yep. At the moment, they are not. It needs to change. It does need to change. So, yeah, that will do us to say, as always, please do like the video, please do subscribe to the channel. We did take a jump up on subscribers as well recently, so thank you for for joining. Um, if this is your first one watching after you've subscribed, then I do apologise. It does get better from time to time. We do like to have a laugh with each other. Uh, but, yeah, we will be back on Friday with Club Live as we do try and pick ourselves back up uh, for the game against Kelly at Ibrooks on Saturday. So thank you for tuning in. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody.